Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Galatians. Today is episode 332. We're looking at Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 10. Let's read our passage. I am amazed that you're so quickly turning away from him who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but there are some who are troubling you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, a curse be on him. As we said before, now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, a curse be on him. For am I now trying to persuade people or God, or am I striving to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Well, Paul is back in Antioch in Syria following the first missionary journey. In Acts chapter 13 and 14, during the first missionary journey, he was in Galatia, the towns of Pisidia, Antioch, Iconium, Derbe, and Lystra. In those areas, he preached the gospel. And then he returned to Antioch. And word has reached Paul that there's trouble back in the churches of Galatia. So he begins in verse 6. He says, I'm amazed that you are so quickly turning away from him who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. So he says, I'm amazed that you're so quickly turning. Now, this apparently is just at the end of the journey. It hasn't been all that long since he was there. And he hears now that there's trouble. They're turning away from the gospel. Now, this word that gets translated as so quickly could be translated, and is other places in the New Testament translated as easily. Regardless, e- either way, is this the same sense that you know, he was just there not that long ago, and now they're already on shaky ground with the gospel, being led astray by a false gospel. So whether it's quickly, easily, the problem is they're, they're turning from the gospel, turning away from him who called you. Well, who is him who called you? Well, it's God. God the Father called you by the grace of Christ. So they're turning from God and turning to a different gospel. Well, it's the same thing. Turning from the gospel is turning from God. Because how do you know God? You know God via the gospel. Because it's God's gospel. The gospel is not just the set of doctrines that we put together to describe what we think about God. The gospel is God's message to us concerning how to know him. So if we're turning from the gospel, well, we're saying I'm not going to know God based on what God told me to know him. So that's the same as turning from God. So he says they're turning to a different gospel. What gospel are they turning to? Now, he never directly identifies who these problematic people are, but he gives plenty of clues talking about them. And if we go back and just read Acts chapter 13 and 14, you know, it's not like that occurred 10 years prior to this. This is shortly, this is right after he gets back to Antioch. So not very long after the fact, no matter maybe a few months, maybe several weeks. And so they're already having trouble with the gospel. Who caused trouble when he was there? It was the 
the Jewish people in the synagogues. Remember, Paul first came to Antioch, Pisidia, and he and Barnabas went to the synagogue, and they began to talk about Christ, that Jesus is the Messiah. And people were intrigued. In fact, they invited him to come back the following week and speak again. Well, then they did. And when they were talking about Jesus being the Messiah, the Jews were intrigued and willing to listen because they're all expecting the Messiah. And, and Paul speaks you know, of Old Testament references, things they know. And so Paul wants to argue that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah. They're willing to listen to that. But when Paul then says, and this gospel is for all people, including the Gentiles, that's when the Jews, well, not all the Jews, many of the Jews, at least the leading Jews, then put down their foot and say, we're not going there. We're willing to listen about this idea that Jesus, this Jesus person might be the Jewish Messiah. But if you're not going to stand there and tell us that Gentiles can come to God also, we're not going there. And so that's been the problem, is the opposition from the Jews who cannot accept this part of the gospel, that Gentiles can be accepted by God too. So the best understanding, and based on the argument he brings, that is who is causing the problem. Now whether it's believers, Jewish believers, who are falling back into their Jewish uh, roots, and saying, no, no, you've got to become a Jew in order to be accepted by God. You, you must be circumcised in order to be accepted by God. That's the best understanding, and that's generally been the undisputed understanding of this letter up until the last well, 100 years or so. And there's been a lot of uh, theories put forth. Uh, they're some kind of early Gnostic group or some kind of uh, Gentiles uh, pushing back completely against Judaism, but none of that really fits as well as just understanding. It's, it's those who've been part of the church who are now wanting to fall back into Judaism and say, well, maybe, maybe you do have to be circumcised in order to be accepted by God. So that's the different gospel. They're turning to a different gospel. Verse 7. Not that there is another gospel. So this is interesting. He says, you're turning to a different gospel, but then he qualifies that. But that's not really a gospel. There's only one gospel. So it's not that there really is a different gospel. You're abandoning the gospel for something that's not a gospel. He goes on and says, but there are some who are troubling you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. So he says, a different gospel, not that there is another gospel, and you're distorting the gospel. The problem here, if it's not the gospel, then it's wrong. Because the gospel was given by God. So you can't change it. You can't distort it. You can't have part of the gospel. You either have the gospel or you don't have the gospel. Which brings us to a good point. What, what is the gospel? Well, he talked about it in verse 6, the grace of Christ. The gospel is a gospel of grace, of acceptance by God, based on forgiveness of sin, based on our repentance from sin, and confession of sin, and asking for forgiveness. That 
is the gospel. You can't put a lot of other things associated with it, like, well, all that plus circumcision, all that plus following these rules, all that plus these hoops you have to jump through. No, it's that's the gospel. It's a gospel of grace. It's a gospel of forgiveness of sin based on confession of sin and repentance. And, and that is the gospel. Anything else is not the gospel. So they're distorting the gospel. And that fits in with the, the idea of it's uh, the Jews now saying, well, yeah, the God is fine, but gotta get, you just can't abandon that whole circumcision thing. Verse 8, and just in case you weren't listening, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, a curse be on him. That's pretty strong language. A curse be on him. What he means here is be cursed by God. Be subject to the wrath of God. If anybody, even we, if we come back and tell you a different gospel, we're wrong. May God pour his wrath out on us. If an angel appears to you and tells you a different gospel, he is wrong. Let God's wrath be poured out on him. And in case you missed it the first time, verse 9, as we've said before, I now say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, a curse be on him. Because there is a gospel. The gospel that God has given. The gospel of grace of Jesus Christ. And there is no other gospel. Now, verse 10, he says, For am I now trying to persuade people or God? Or am I striving to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Well, the question here is, you're trying to please people, you're trying to please God. So if we abandon the gospel that God has given, obviously we're not trying to please God. And why would we do that? In order to please people. A similar question is, who are we following? Are we following God or are we following people? And too often we believe what we're told by people rather what we read in the Word of God. We've got to be careful here. Who are we trying to please and who are we trying to follow? God has given us his Word. And if anybody tells us something that doesn't line up with the Word of God, well, reject that. Reject the message of how to be right with God that departs from the gospel. Reject anything that has us following rules that people have made up versus following the word of God. And make sure that anyone we are following, they themselves are lining up with the word of God. God has given us his word. And, and then we can either choose to, will we follow the word of God or will we follow something else? What Paul's alarmed here is those people who have accepted the gospel that Paul presented are now turning from it by adding to it, adding primarily circumcision. And he says, you know, you, you can't add to the gospel. You can't change the gospel. You can't twist the gospel. You can't distort the gospel. Because when you do, it's no longer the gospel. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Paul's letter to the Galatian church.